This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you are into CBD products and you like to use CBD products and you need a way to get CBD products delivered to your door, go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com and use promo code THEPODCAST25 to get 25% off. They have everything from tonics to rub-ons to lotions, anything you need and require, and this shit actually works. And as you heard in the bonus episode with UFC fighter Elias Teodoro, he laid down the law of cannabis and you see how well it is and how good it is and how much beneficial it is but this is just cbd no thc so you don't have to worry about getting high or anything and if you're a woman that's listening to the show go to poppyapparel.com use promo code the podcast with a capital d you'll get 10 percent off they have women's clothing apparel for any shape and size any any age as well anywhere in the world they ship to and it's also free shipping if you spend over 50 dollars. so go support them as well and obviously listen to the show on itunes stitcher tune in soundcloud Spotify, and I'm also part of the Pod Bros Network. So go to podbros.com, listen to the show there if you want to, and you could also listen to a bunch of other shows that are under their banner. And if you shop at Amazon, click on their Amazon banner. It takes you two seconds, free of charge, helps them out, helps me out. So this week, I guess sticking to the fighting genre, so to speak, but more fighting entertainment, I have Toronto, local Torontonian independent wrestler RJ City. Hey, how are you? What's going on? Uh, uh, I have a question about your CBD. Sure, go for it, right off the bat. Uh, You said they have have rub-ons and they have lotion. Yes. Do I not rub lotion on myself? (laughs) I'm glad you asked because some people probably get confused. Okay, so you know the actual roll-on with the the little ball on the inside? Yes. Okay, so they have those and then they actually have the lotion that squirts out that you could uh, lather yourself with too. Right, so it's a a roll-on. It's a roll-on, and they also have the squirt lotion bottles as well. Right. And, of course, if I really wanted to, I could just rub the roll-on on myself and call that the rub-on. Yeah, but some people like to touch yeah. themselves, so maybe that's why right. they want the lotion. And, to be fair, if I took, like, a tennis ball or a lacrosse ball and I covered it in the lotion, theoretically, I could roll that on myself as well. You know, yeah, but then there'd be all the hairs and shit on it. You need more of, like, a little squash ball, probably. 
I I understand. Where do you have you used the roll on? Yes, I have. Where do you roll? Where do you roll it on? Well, I, it's mostly on my back, so I get my wife to do it for me. So she rolls it on, right. and then it just sits there, and like it's instant. It's better than any. Like it's ten times better than Tiger Bomb. It's ten times better than A five three five. All this shit that they sell at the pharmacy, it's so much better. Yeah, and it actually works. You know, they works. should really make uh, deodorant. Ooh, because you're rolling that on anyway. You know what? They probably do because there's so many of these CBD stores now, especially in the states. You could probably attest to yeah. it because you travel down there more than I do. But they have like literally everything. They have from edibles to like condoms that are made from CBD to to lube that's made from CBD. It's like they have every little thing that you can think of now. Well, I've had the coffee. Mm. Okay. Uh, it's delightful. Right. And it, it doesn't make you jittery. It's really weird because, you know, coffee, caffeine does one thing and CBD does another. And then of course. you're like, what am I reacting to? Is it the <laughs> CBD? Is it the caffeine? Is it just my own anxiety? I'm not really sure. Oh, my God. Oh, I got to try um, but that, it, though. Really, everything has the CBD in it now. And I'm afraid. Here is my concern. Okay, go for it. Um, uh, anytime... Uh, shit gets popular right. people ruin it oh yeah you know what i mean like soy milk soy milk was like oh it's really good we should all and then like big companies got a hold of soy milk and they just put horrible shit in it and right. it's like everyone we should switch to almond now and then they get yeah. it to almond and yeah. everyone switch it to coconut and now we're in the midst of them doing it to coconut and people are on like oh uh oat milk and rice milk oh because we're basically being chased by these horrible companies who just put shit in everything. It's so true, but they don't even need to put that shit in it. If, it, if it's natural and it works and people enjoy it, you're always going to keep coming back for it regardless, especially if there's no side but effects. But they dilute it and they mass produce it oh, so they I guess lower they their costs. And yeah. it's, all, it's all a business. Pretty soon there's going to be like, I don't know, it'll be like, a, a, there'll be some gum. Once there's like, once Trident makes a CBD gum, I think ah. I'll have to check out of the CBD market and go, I don't think this is right. We have to move on to something else. <laughs> All right, let's talk some wrestling since you are a professional wrestler, as they say, or do you like to be called, uh, uh, what, what does the WWE call their, their athletes? Sports, In, sports entertainer. Yeah. So what do you like to be called as? What's your preference? Yeah, I mean, even sports is a loose term. You can call me uh, an entertainer or a raconteur or perhaps a, a bon vivant. A bon vivant. Uh, Please explain. Yeah, Bon Vivant is like a um, a person who does well and sp- does good okay. and, and spreads joy uh, through anything he does. Oh. And I think regardless of whether I'm wrestling or not, I, I have the best of intentions. No, and it, and it comes out especially, uh, so to speak, in the art form itself, right? And especially just yes. you on social media alone, too, because you are your persona on social media. And, and I love it how people think that it's something else. And it, it, it just drives me nuts, but at the same time, it makes me laugh so much. It, it's perfect. I love it. Thank you. And you've, you've seen me, where have we met? We met at, at the comedy bar. Yes, we did. So I've seen you perform and, in comedy and I saw you at house of hardcore back ah, at, when it was like plus 50 that, that one time. Oh, okay. So it was in this horrible, I wouldn't even call it an arena. <laughs> I would. It's basically a sauna where they also play hockey. I know. And it was in the middle of July it, because yeah. I remember this. It was July 18th because it was oh, wow. indeed my birthday. Um, okay. And they had no air conditioning. Nope. And they had a lot of, I would say, probably a couple thousand uh, sweaty, unwashed wrestling fans wearing faded black t-shirts. Yep. And because of the, and they breathe through their mouth. 
uh, <laughs> wrestling fans, which makes all, you know, which makes the heat problem worse. I didn't realize And it turned that. out we set a heat record in the building. I know. I, I remember that. Yeah, there was. I remember steam coming off of me before yeah. I went out there. It was like the only match where I didn't have to put water on myself. I didn't have to put like uh, baby oil. I was like, I'm already there. We're all shiny and glimmering. Let's just get on with the show. So you, you guys didn't have like a cool down area backstage or anything? Well, it was hot everywhere. Oh fuck! I mean, the cool down area was just as hot because it was the locker room is, just, is a smaller space, so it's oh, going to be even true. hotter. That's true. You just didn't have the sweaty people breathing on you. Uh, well, no, I did. I had wrestlers. I had to wrestle with them. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, I had them not only breathing on me, but sweating on me. Uh, and I'll tell you, it's a real character-building experience <laughs> when, on the drive home, you realize you have B.O., but it's someone else's B.O. Oh, man. You go, this, this is not my scent. Who is this? And then there was, like, it's a six-man tag. There was that's five right. other guys in the match. you got to be like, you have to look at the lineup in your head and go, who smells like that? <laughs> uh, so that's my, uh, that's my episode of Murder, She Wrote, is figuring out whose B.O. I have. Oh, my goodness. So th- has anything, okay, like the one thing I remember about that night too, other than the, um, the building being a sweat lodge, was the bottom rope breaking during the Champa and Eddie Kingston match. Okay, yes. Has uh, anything... Luckily, I was on before that. Yes, you were right. I think you were maybe one or two matches before that, if I'm mistaken. Yeah, it broke fairly early, and then I remember them having to take kind of an intermission to fix it. Uh, but that has happened to me... Okay, I was going to ask. Before, it's... I have not... Oh, no, a rope did break while I was in a match. Um, and it's weird, especially the bottom rope, because right. it just looks weird. I Look, I never really <laughs> used the bottom rope. It doesn't affect my life at all. Oh, that's but to true, be too. in a ring and not have it there, it's just like, oh. am I going to fall out? Like, even, think about it, it's almost like drive, if you've ever driven in a car that doesn't have its door. Right. And you're like, I'm not going to fall out. Or if you've ever driven in, like, a really low convertible with a really big open space and you're like look i understand this has been tested safety tested right. but i don't trust this this makes no sense at all you know how they have those little uh on the convertibles the metal bar above the seat yes so you don't crush your head if yep. the car flips over maybe this isn't a good idea you know <laughs> that's to me convertibles are such a human invention it's such like a stupid human thing to say right i want to be inside and outside at the exact same time <laughs> it's so dumb it's like what do you it's typical like humans right intention but like oh. you went too far and you just really messed it up so anyone who drives a convertible i don't like okay don't get me wrong i don't drive a convertible but when i went on vacation with my wife we had a convertible rental and I loved it because but, the sun was shining. It was nice. It wasn't our car. But to own one, I don't think I'd ever own one, honestly. I feel like the sun, I drove in a convertible when I was in Vegas. And it was a oh, gigantic mistake because, <laughs> you know, I felt like an ant underneath a magnifying glass. I know. And the wind was just blistering my face. And it wasn't even windy. It's just from driving. It's just my own wind. Right. So I've yet to see why like a convertible is viable or why it's more money than like you know a prius or something would be like why a convertible is a luxury car you have so much money that you're actually paying for inconvenience 
It's so true, and it's not worth it, especially well where we live in in, in the tr- Greater Toronto area. The, the winters alone, you don't want all that weight on top of that convertible as well, right? Right. Uh, no, I barely want to be outside here, ever. <laughs> uh, I barely want to leave the house. So a convertible not to kidding. me is just so. Re- and then like people see you, <laughs> right? <laughs> this is a, and that's a very um, L.A. thing. Is very weird, and I've had it happen. Twice. Okay. Uh, I was driving with David Arquette. Okay. And people, he, whatever shit expensive car he has that I just, I don't care. Okay. Yeah. Um, at the light, people will roll down the window and talk to you about your car. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, I was on the phone with him the other day and it happened. He's talking to me. He's like, hold on. It's like, what kind of, you hear this guy from the other day. I was like, what kind of car is that? It's like, what, why? It's just like an invitation to oh. talk to you. And that's, ho- you know, it's horrible. People think they can speak to you and no one I should know. really speak to anyone anymore. We should all be living our lives in, in much more silence than we are now. Oh, thank you. Then we have something in common because I despise people as well. And I think everyone should just stick to their own and that's it and keep going. Uh, but but you know what? These car guys enjoy that because I see it. Like I always see like... Uh, Two people who cross each other's paths, they're driving the same car, give each other the nod and like smiling. It's like they're part of a club or something. It makes them feel special. Well, you know, there's a, a a Jeep wave. Shut up. That Jeep, yeah. That Jeep owners, if you're driving a Jeep, okay, and you pet, if you have ever had the pleasure of being in the passenger seat of a Jeep and watch the Jeep you're in drive past another Jeep, right? It's like they're part of some cult. <laughs> and they do this little nod wave that's a weird have you ever seen uh uh school bus drivers do it too i no i've seen like the ttc like in toronto or, or transit yes. system i've seen them do it but uh, not a school yes. bus driver no although like a ttc is a little less random because you're on train tracks so you're going to be passing trains all the time true you know it's not like hey another train driver it's like <laughs> of course um yeah, bus drivers do the beep and the wave. I'm driving a bus. I'm driving a bus too. That kind of thing. Oh my god! Um, it's very, very weird. Also, Jeep owners have a lot of bumper stickers, and you know that wheel on the back of the Jeep. Yes. The tire, of course. Um, they have that. They have a cover with the Jeep logo. It's like they're very specific. They're they're weird people. They are, aren't they? It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre, and they want to tell everyone that they have a Jeep. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like they want to be noticed. Oh, my God. Well, you mentioned David Arquette. Let's get right into this right off the bat then. Yeah, let's – yes. So how did this all come – well, I know personally how it came about, but for those who are listening, uh, David Arquette dab- uh, wants to dabble again in wrestling, and you got in – like in in – what is it? Entangled in it, and then became a storyline, yeah, and then became – so, so oh, it's Um. Yeah, so he started following me on, on Twitter, okay. and then uh, he started responding to a lot of my tweets, but in not a constructive way. Oh, no. So uh, we went back and forth, and I ended up uh, calling him out, and it got bigger and bigger and bigger, and we met, and that didn't solve anything. It got worse. Oh, no. And then we fought uh, in Hollywood in July, Wow. and I beat him, and I gave him a black eye, which I thought was going to, you know, really send the message. Right. Uh, but next thing I know, he conned me into being his tag team partner, <laughs> and uh, I hate it. It's a miserable experience, <laughs> yet we're undefeated, which continues uh, to baffle my mind. Uh, we wrestled for Impact. We wrestled for right. House of Hardcore. Yeah. And a couple other places in, you know, 
Pittsburgh and um, will be unfortunately popping up again soon, I'm sure. Um, it's just a, a horrible experience for me despite the success of the team. But aren't you teaching this guy anything and how to behave and how to pull off the move, so to speak? You can only teach someone if they learn. Mm. You know, I can throw information out all day, and Lord knows I've tried. <laughs> uh, but he doesn't seem to understand. He gets he gets too swayed by the bright lights and the cheering fans, and oh. he gets a little carried away. I was going to mention that. What about like the pomp and circumstance when he comes out with his flashing band? It looks like he's like a cheesy magician. Well, he is in many ways. <laughs> Uh, he certainly conned Hollywood into believing that. Oh my God! Um, yeah, yeah, he's all pomp and and no circumstance. Okay. It's just pomp. That's it. He's pompous. That's it. There's no circumstance. Uh, crazy. He's oh my God! The first time we teamed, he spent seventy. He had seventy dollars streamers. Oh my God! From Japan that he just threw out to the audience and i was just like what what am i doing i just could feel my family's shame oh my god i just remember walking to the ring going you could have been a doctor <laughs> uh you know you could have run for mayor right and uh but you know he's certainly uh not uh hindered by me he's doing what he's doing and he's unfortunately right. taken me along for the ride so, in a perfect world, where do you see this ending? Do you guys do you want to win a championship? Do you really want to get away from this guy? Do you want him to pick it up? Like, wh- what's the deal? Uh, I would like to win uh, an Emmy. Oh. For my performance in carrying oh him my God. Uh, this awesome. past year, I want people to go, "Wow, that was you know, you really dug down and found something within yourself to get this person to be a." remotely tolerable human being you put up with a lot and here's a nice statue for you oh my god (laughs) but but okay the way you said it that you were dragged into this tag team i'm sure like everyone you were probably sort of a fan because you know it is david arquette he wasn't screaming no no no, no. no, i was not a fan scream i saw ready to rumble when i was a kid and you know (laughs) knew immediately that it was not very good um I got conned into it because he he made a deal with me that he would get me if I teamed with him he okay. would get me on a talk show. Oh, there and it is. I, you know, teamed with him since I think <laughs> September, and right. I haven't been on anything. I haven't even been on you know cable access. Nothing. No newspaper interview. Not one thing. Oh wow. Um, he said he would call the Kimmel people. He's tweeted the Kimmel people. Right. That you know we're in trouble when his connection is just tweeting them. <laughs> Um, well, they're like, hey, I'll get you in. And they're like, at Jimmy Kimmel, put RJ on the show. Right. Well, I, I could have done this. Exactly. It has not helped me at all. So hopefully, you know, eventually he pulls oh. through because I can't take it anymore. I'm losing my mind here. <laughs> okay, so I read somewhere that you were heavily influenced by like Bobby Heenan, Rick Rude, Roddy Piper, of those sort of type old school wrestlers. So are, yes. is it safe to say that's what influenced you to get into the business? Yeah, I, well, I mean, the business influenced me to get into the business. I just, I don't remember not wanting to do it. Oh, I see. Perfect. So I can't say like, oh, and then I saw this and there was a moment because I've always just been like, well, yes, like I'm going to wrestle. Why wouldn't I wrestle? And, you know, why wouldn't you do this? And the answer is because 
someone like David Arquette can come along and ruin your life. That's why you don't do it. I certainly regret all my decisions now. I'll tell you that. <laughs> right. Um, you know, get, oh, you know, following my childhood dream, that turned out to be a mistake. Again, could have been a doctor by now. I could have been on some pediatrician podcast or something. <laughs> yeah, but how? But then you wouldn't have like a story to tell about David Arquette spending $70 on Japanese streamers. I know, but because I'd be too busy saving lives and making a difference in this world. Yeah, but in all honesty, okay, I, I went to a re- uh, recent independent show that actually was running against a show that you were at, sorry to say. Okay, you can so. say it. You went to Smash and... <laughs> Well, that's that Greek town wrestling. That's because okay, I, that's fine. Well, the I don't thi- know why nobody runs in Toronto for like three months and there's like eight shows on the same day. <laughs> I know, that's right? Like really ill-advised. But go ahead. Continue. Well, the reason is is because this are okay. The whole thing about you coming on the show, I've wanting you to come on since literally like August or so, the, almost a year now, and our our schedules haven't aligned, right? So yes. This came about last minute. This week's guest dropped out, so I, I shouted you out and was like, hey, are you busy? And you're like, no, okay, let's do it this week. Perfect. But I already bought and here these... here we are. Yes, but the reason why I went to Smash is because I bought the tickets ahead of time because I have a future right. re- another wrestler that's coming on, so I wanted to see him live because I never saw him live. Well, wait, wait, now who's the other wrestler? <sighs> I don't know if I want to say it, though, because then what if he flakes? Well, you know, remember... Remember you were saying this is an anything goes, this is R-rated, and now you can't even tell me the name of your next potential guest. Just okay, say it, and if fine. he flakes, then call him out for being a flake. Fine, it's Tyson Dukes. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I know Tyson Dukes. I don't have a problem with him. <laughs> He's a little rough around the edges, you know. He's a real grappler. He likes is. Likes to get down and dirty. He is the intensity alone. Uh, like I, okay. Well, anyways, it's. I don't want to go on another tangent about him. Let's make this about you. But let yeah, let's make this about me. I'll tell you something. Though. I wrestled him once, and I cut myself open on his own head. What? Yeah, I, I headbutted him, and I lost. I lost the headbutt war. I'll tell you that. So, yeah, it was fun. It was great. A great time. Yeah. Again, I could have been a pediatrician. Go ahead. So, now I think I forgot what I was going to say. I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Maybe I'll swing back to it once I remember. But anyway, it had something to do with you wrestling and being on the same show. I don't know, whatever. Anyways. Yes, we're getting there. No, we'll figure this one out. Support your local indie wrestling and Toronto only runs all the shows at the same time. I don't know what it was. I'm trying to circle back here. I, 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 I don't know. You were at Smash. You were at another show. Oh, well, maybe it wasn't important. Maybe it wasn't meant to uh, me. Do you make notes? You haven't made any notes? What's in front of you right now? Like, just in your eyes. The microphone, my coffee mug, and what I'm talking to you through. Well, and let's let's <laughs> take a minute and talk a little coffee, shall we? Oh, are you a coffee connoisseur then? Well, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I do on Facebook Live every Sunday morning. Uh, I make coffee in my underwear. Yes, I was going to bring this up as a talking point, but you, so you brought it up naturally. Yeah, well, it's okay. Let me post the show. Let's talk about you. Sure. Um, what, what are you sipping on? Oh, I'm sipping on a, a Keurig coffee. Ooh. But I do have no, an wait, espresso they're, they're machine. They're not a sponsor, right? No, I don't care. Okay, good. So I can shit all over them. It's terrible because they the melted plastic, it's too... Some things machines should not do. Oh, I see where you're coming from. I firmly believe that coffee is one of those things. Um, but beyond that, what kind of coffee is it? Do you even know? Oh, yeah. it this morning? I like Colombian. Ah, very nice. And do you put anything in it? Are you a a black man? I put half sugar and a little bit of milk. 
Very nice. Very straight and narrow. That's like a classic kind of coffee thing. I like it very. I'm of a firm. I'm a firm believer in if the coffee is really good, you should put nothing in it. Oh, makes sense. And nevertheless, sometimes I put a little coconut creamer. Sometimes I put a little Ugh. ghee. Um, it's very nice. Uh, I'm also a believer, like, if pizza is really good pizza, it should have, like, no special shit on it. What do you mean by special shit? Well, describe. people put pineapple and oh, okay. bacon no, and onions and the shit, and you're just masking the how bad the pizza is. So, so you like a nice plain margarita, then? If it's good, oh, if it's course. fresh, if you can stand behind your margarita and say, this is dough, you know, tomato sauce... <laughs> cheese and perhaps some basil then you're then you're good then that's a good pizza to me no i'm also a believer that when you go to a restaurant the best restaurants have waiters and waitresses that are a little bit rude (laughs) because when they're too nice when they're too polite you're like okay "Okay, what's the fucking deal like what how bad is your food that you're like you know because if you have bad news to break to somebody, right. you're like really nice to them before you break it to them. That's true. Right? So I like the people that are like, the, <laughs> the waiters that are like, yeah, fuck you, our food's good, take it or leave it, I don't give a shit. You know what? That I, to me is like the sign of good food. I, I worked for an ice cream company that I don't want to name just in case they don't want to be named on the show, but I used to work for an ice cream company that's down on downtown Toronto somewhere and it's old school. And um, Okay. It's the same thing. They stood behind their product because I'm sorry to say, even though you, if one of you guys are listening, I, I'm sorry to say, but they ruined my life and I hate them forever. But their ice cream is the best ice cream in the world. I don't care. I've never now, had any. Now, what did, you, what did you do for these people? I made ice cream. I was an ice cream maker. <laughs> you made it in the sense of you worked at a shop? Yeah, I made it from scratch with the cream and the ingredients and whatever oh, stuff so, went I'm into sorry. it. I'm sorry. I'm very confused. Would you pack it, package it for for it to be sold like in a store, or yeah. like do I come in and say I want a cone and you make me the ice cream? They, it's both. So you could buy. They have oh, okay. this, a standing store, and you could also buy it at certain chains here in the Greater Toronto area. So I'm sure you've seen this brand, and I could tell you off here if you want to know who it is. Wow. Yes, but, I'm very interested. But you insist that that, despite them ruining your life, yes, it is the best ice cream in the world. That's almost like that girl you dated and it was a horrible breakup and she right. broke your heart and you go that was the still the best sex i've ever had in my life <laughs> uh, i will never have sex that good again and i will hate that person because the sex was so good right it's so true it's the exact if she same was thing. a shitty person you know what i mean it would have been a lot easier for you that's why if you're gonna like you know date me and <laughs> cheat on me right at least make sure that person is better than me no, more I'm the other way. Or more intellectual, so I could go. Oh, okay. Obviously, I've been bested. When you when you cheat on someone and that person's you know worse than I am, it really messes with your head. Oh, when you cheat? Okay, no. I was thinking the other way around. If you see your an ex with someone later on, like a few years down the road, and they look better, I, I would be more upset. I want them to be with people shittier than me moving forward. And so then it could be like, oh, he was the one. Right. Right. I, but I also go like, ah, oh, okay. I can also see like when. I was making coffee in, a, in my underwear on Facebook a, a couple months ago, and I see when people start watching, their name pops up. Right. And I had like three. It was the, it was the weirdest episode. It was like I had three ex girlfriends like all oh watching, 
And I could, I could feel them go, oh, okay, I know why I broke up with him. Oh my I think god! They went, you know what I mean? You get that sense of like, oh, I see. Like this is what he wanted to do with his life, and I wanted, you know, oh. annoy, you know. But it's fine. That's good. That's good. It's okay. Um, I don't think I'm on bad terms with anyone. Oh, I'm on bad terms I'm with good, so many like, people. If you, would you ever be able, uh, theoretically, to okay. have like a coffee catch up with an ex? No, never. Fuck that shit. Never. You you would never be... I mean, are you on bad terms with them or are you just not interested in speaking to them? To be honest, I think that I could... Because, well, I've been with my wife now for over 18 years. So... You're right. I'm, we're almost at the point where we've been together longer than we haven't. You know what I mean? So yes. to think back, all my relationships were like fucking in my early 20s. Not even, because I met my wife in my early 20s. were like in my late teens and mid-teens. So that was like, yeah. like puppy love type shit. So it's not nothing serious. So right, but I'm saying it didn't end. They didn't end on bad terms. You don't hate that person. No, we'd still talk. We'd be civil, yeah. But yeah. it's not like we'd go for a cup of coffee, though. No way. Right, right. I understand. I like to when I was on. Uh, so I did a YTV show. It was on Nickelodeon. Blah blah. It was called Splatalot. Oh, that's right. Yes. And when it aired, like the day it aired, I made a point of like just calling and messaging all my exes okay just just like hey what are you up to and they would tell me i say oh that's very good i'm actually on television goodbye <laughs> um which you know that's it was awesome. kids television so i think it took the sting out of it it doesn't if I was matter perhaps on cbs <laughs> uh, i think they would be a little more jealous but oh. they were like why tv okay um not that there's anything uh, but for me it was amazing Hey, don't worry. I, you know what? We have something in common. I was on YTV twice. How about that? Oh, doing what? Do you remember? Are, are you a are you a gamer? Are you big into video games? Yeah, were you on video on arcade top ten? I was. Oh my god! And you played? And I won. Holy shit! So wait, what did you? <laughs> what did you were in? You weren't one of those home viewers. Do you remember that? No. Thing? Yeah, no. That that was hurting. I'm, I guess those. You know what? Those are for the people who couldn't make it down to Toronto. I guess you know what I mean. Right. And but how horrible you would have to your your life depended on a shitty other kid playing a video game. Right? Oh my god. So so you were on what did you play? Uh, I played Aliens 3 for Super Nintendo, I believe it was. Wow. Yeah, that's what it was. And you you won the whole you went all the way? Yeah, whatever the goal. I don't know what the goal was, if it was points or for... Because you know how certain games had either you have to have the most points or make it the furthest in stage-wise. So I don't know what it was. Right. Um, but yeah. And then did you get to the thing where you pick the ball out of the trash can? Did I? No. Oh. That was later on. That was... Okay. I was on with the original crew. Then they switched the hosts and started bringing other people in. And then it was towards the yes. end. Yeah, no, I was in the earlier stages. Now, did you meet Nicholas Piccolis? He wasn't a part of it the first time, but the second uh, time he was. You, you know who actually was the host? So wait a minute. You were on, both of your appearances on YTV were on Video and Arcade Top 10? Yes, they were. And there was no, you were a contestant both times? Yeah, the only rule was you couldn't be on within a six-month time frame. That's it. Wow. That's because usually in game shows, just in general, and right. I know this, and I don't even know why I know this. Okay. Once you're on a game show, right. you really cannot be on the game show again. Oh. 
I know they had that rule with Price is Right. Oh, look at that. And I think they changed it to a 10-year rule. Okay. Because so many people wanted to keep, you know, the show's been around forever. Yeah, of course. Um, But yeah, I think like a Wheel of Fortune, like, but I guess in Toronto, they're looking for kids who are available in the afternoon on a weekday to play video games. Um, <laughs> it's probably a small roster of children. Well, the way it was to, to break the fourth wall, it was recorded on Saturdays and they would record oh. about six shows every like, uh, well, I guess every six weeks or so, so you know what I mean? So wow. that's how they would do it. Yeah. And so the people in the audience that you saw were all the contestants. It's not like it was people who actually came to watch the show. <laughs> wow. I say you must have been, you know, pretty hot shit going back to school saying you, you can all catch me on video and arcade. Actually, I wasn't. I'm not a big show-off guy. I didn't even tell anybody. I only went with a couple of my friends and that's it. We didn't end up telling anyone. Uh, like, you, I did tell my did family. For the love of the video games. I don't know what it was. I guess maybe because, okay, not to toot my own horn, I knew I was good at video games. So I'm like, look at these fucking kids. I'm going to go here and show them who's boss. And I went, the second time I came in second, only because the guy who was there owned the game that we played. Uh, but which was really just blind luck. On his exactly, own. exactly. Yeah. So it was like, fuck, I could have went two for two. I could have been two-time champ, but it's it's okay. It is what it is. But um, one of the original hosts, I don't know if you know her, she's local. She does, I think, works for Global now, uh, Liza. Yes. She she was a host. I was on when she was a host. So I I met her when I was really young too. Oh, that is amazing. That is so delightful. <laughs> I know it's funny where everyone comes from, right? Yeah, I am friendly with. Do you remember PJ Phil? Sounds familiar. Where's that name he from? He hosted. He's a Filipino. He has long hair and a ponytail. He hosted the Zone. Oh my God! Yes, I know the guy. Yes, of course I do. Okay. Yes. Um, cause he came, I was like a huge fan okay. when I was a kid and then he came to a wrestling show and oh, I nice. was like, holy shit, like <laughs> weird people like that from childhood, you're like, I can't deal with this. Like, right, I didn't exactly. know you were real. And then we, we became friends and I ended up doing, uh, performing at his roast. Oh, nice. Uh, which was hilarious and weird. And then, uh, yeah, he's a cool fella. That young Philip. Yeah, I guess I really didn't get to know him from seeing him on TV because he. The only thing I would always <laughs> see and make fun of. I'm sorry to say, you could tell him and let him know too. And if he's listening, I'm sorry. The amount of jewelry he used to wear. I don't know yeah, if it was, he was the rings um, or the. He was there for the kids, but he still wanted everyone else to know that he was a pretty hip guy. But as a kid, I don't think we cared. <laughs> no, I was just like, "What? Okay, you know right? when you." You were so young that anyone who is older than you is cooler because they've lived longer. Thank you. And especially if you're on TV, automatically you're cool. You're down. That's it. Anyone on TV, that's it. You're you're good to go in my book when I was younger. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest lesson I've learned in, you know, both wrestling and comedy and being on TV is that um, successful people aren't necessarily smart or talented people. That's true. Um, you you make the assumption because you are on this or because you have this money, you must be very good at this. Not right. n- not necessarily true. Uh, successful. Not all successful actors are good actors. Certainly, oh, of course not. Not all successful wrestlers are good wrestlers. 
Nope. Um, or good ways. people. They could be terrible people. Um, that is true. So it's nice. It's a nice thing to go, oh, I thought you were really good and you just happened to have a lot of money. Okay, just checking. That's always a, because you would assume, you would want everyone who is successful to be talented because then there's some measure of control over the circumstances of life. But nothing makes any sense. No, especially when it's like a a subjective type uh, entertainment where it depends on what your liking is, is what you're going to gravitate towards. Just like in wrestling, people like funny wrestlers, people like serious wrestlers, people like hardcore wrestlers. There's a little bit of everything, right? Right. Yes, especially when, you know, there's other people behind the scenes making those decisions too, obviously. And that, you yes. Know, so many people you go, how does this person have uh, uh, sold a million albums? This makes no sense <laughs> to me. I know. Or, you're, sorry, how, how old are you? I, I'll be turning 40 pretty quite shortly, actually. Okay, so you probably get this worse than me when you see, like, some shit in the news and it's like this youtuber is blah 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 it's like this person has 40 million subscribers and you've never even seen the person in your life right i know not ever and even you never see them again and you're like how out of touch am i and then it's just different because it's you know it's all online everything's fragmented and people don't talk to each other i mean there's so many people that know nothing about wrestling yeah which is fine not everyone should know about wrestling well, exactly. But the world is niche, is my point. Thank you. And you got to find your own thing and then go run with it instead of hopping on someone else's and bringing it down even more. Like, what's the point? Right. Or you become a pediatrician and make a difference in the world. <laughs> Thank you. That Now it all ties together. That's what I was going to lead down the yeah. road to about Smash and Greek Town Wrestling. Oh, about, really? I okay. swear to God. Okay. Did you fight a doctor? <laughs> no. <laughs> I wish, though. But no, what I was saying was. Because I, I went to go see Smash Live, and I, I, the last time I went to go see an event, like an, an indie event, was probably House of Hardcore. Like, I, I went to a right. WWE event, but it's different. Like, the type of fans are totally, like, everyone knows an indie crowd versus a WWE crowd is totally different, right? But yes. at, at the indie crowd, you're literally there, you're by the ring, you hear everything, you see all the people around, and... When you mentioned you're not a pediatrician saving lives and shit, and I'm like, no, I beg to differ. Because at Smash, there were so many people with illnesses and mental diseases and paraplegics and so forth and so on. The biggest grin on their faces, them being so happy, like just in that moment, to me, that's like saving a life. I'm sorry. Uh, It is until you actually break your leg. Well, I guess. And then you'll go, "Uh, no wrestler can help me now. That's true. You know, uh, yes, it doesn't make a lot of uh, uh, people happy, which is fun. And it's so nice that something so silly and stupid uh, right. can make so many people happy. Uh, having said that, you know, we're doing nothing. Yet we're doing something. And that is the, the wonderful mystery of it. No, come on. You're not giving yourself enough credit. But I, look, again, I know your persona. I know the type of guy you are, very self-loathing and stuff like that. But you got to give yourself a pat on the back on some sort of level for, again, people, th- you know you know better than anyone. Not someone could just come in off the crowd and just hop in the ring and do what you guys do. You know what I mean? And if they are doing that, then maybe you're in the wrong indie organization. But I digress. Yeah. It's there is an art form, there is something behind it. There's acting, there's Im- improvisation, there's memorization, there's everything involved in it. And the way these guys all tie it together to watch it live is, is, is just a spectacle, honestly. 
It is fun. And you should, you know, next time there's eight shows running, I <laughs> urge you to pick the one that I'm on. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, that would help. Well, no, you have, to be fair, you have seen uh, comedy shows I was on, too. Yes, you see? And I, and I did go for you as well during that show because I had full intent of getting you on the show because that's where it originated from, from seeing you there as well. Yes, well, and now here we are. And now, I will say, I guess last week or whenever this airs a couple weeks ago, right? Uh, you had someone else I know oh, on the show. that's right. You had Michelle Shaughnessy on the show. Yes. And she also mentioned me. In passing? In passing, <laughs> like secretly. <laughs> You're this big secret. Maybe she didn't want you to come on and upstage her. Perhaps. Perhaps that's true. Although, to be fair, I think you asked me to come on this show before you asked her. That I did. Like I said, this has been a, 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 literally an almost a one-year ongoing conversation back and yeah. forth. <laughs> a long time coming. Um, so I just wanted to clarify and mention her name because I'm not afraid of mentioning her name. Perfect. Well, you know her better than I do, obviously, so name I all you want. Know, I, oh, honestly... Like uh, tweeting dumb shit to each other, and then I met her once at Comedy Bar. Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, so, but she's very funny. She's a funny gal. No, she is, and, um, and another one that has a great Twitter game. Yes, and that's you know really the important thing. I'm I'm very upset with the uh, lack of monetization I can make off of my tweet. I just give give them out for free. It's my best work. <laughs> I'm throwing it out there. Uh. Yeah, but you, you don't know, think it's leading. What are you, gonna do? you don't think it's leading to something else where maybe if someone hasn't heard of you, sees your tweet, clicks on your name, goes to your tea store, buys something there. You know, it could lead to something. It directly. could lead to something, but it's a real shot in the dark. I tell you, yeah, it's not like going to medical school and saving children's lives. I tell you that. <laughs> it all leads back to that, doesn't it? All leads back to regretting not becoming a pediatrician. Oh, the other thing now to tie it all together. Remember what? Okay, the reason why I brought up being an ice cream maker. Yes. Oh, I'm on a roll now. Maybe the CBD is starting to kick in because I took some before talking to and you. So. you roll, did you roll it on? No, I took the, the tonic. So I, I put a few dabs oh. under my tongue. So now I'm thinking clearly, as they say. Very nice. Good. The reason why I brought up ice cream, yes, because they were such shitty people. They had such shitty service. They didn't give a fuck. Like, it was to the point where there was no, like, if the owner didn't like what you were doing in the store, he would kick you off for no reason. That's how bad he was. But he stood behind his product. And, wow. I, and it was packed every yeah. single night. Because he didn't need to be nice. Because so, he knows his product sells. So I guess that's what you're talking about, about being the rude raider, right? Absolutely. And he could ruin his employees' lives. And you still had to admit that he has the best ice cream. You see? So hands down, yes. Wow, that's like any ice cream that comes with uh, some degree of emotional turmoil has to be fantastic. It has to be. Well, it was, again, I don't want to get into it. I've already talked to death about this place on other episodes, so people could go back and try and find those episodes if you want. But yeah. And have you ever been back? I went back once because they invited me for, I think they did their 50th anniversary or something of being in business, and then they invited me. And I just showed up for a quick hello and goodbye. I was there probably roughly an hour or so, but that's about it. And of course, you showed up for the ice cream. Of course. <laughs> and now, if you're in, if you have the opportunity, do you purchase their ice cream? I can't. What do you mean you can't? I know it's the best. Okay, twofold. Okay. First of all, I made it, and I know what goes into making ice cream. All right. 
So you know what I mean? Which, which ruins the magic for you a little bit. Exactly. And second, yes. I can't pay for something that I used to get for free. Wow. So you will <laughs> accept a, a worse ice cream on principle. I'm cheap. Again, if you follow and listen to the show, everyone knows that I'm a fucking cheapskate. No, no, I know. And it's hard to get shit for free. And then you <laughs> don't get it anymore. And you're like, well, what the fuck? I can't. It feels like it's, you know, if something is $5, but you yeah. used to get it for free, it yep. feels like it's $100. Right? So you understand what I'm saying. Yes. I mean, there's so many things I have that I've only had because I got them for free. Right? I'm the same way. Having said that, there are certain things, like my money is my time and my level of enjoyment. So there's right. certain things that, uh, there are certain movies that I will not even see for free. Oh, People will I say like, come see this movie. I'm like, I don't want to see it. And they're like, I will pay for the movie. <laughs> Just come with me. And I will right. say, no, because I'm not even getting uh, a free level of enjoyment out of it. You see, that's how I feel about rerun- reruns and watching a movie for a second time. Because there's so much entertainment now that, okay, the only reruns I, I will honestly watch is three shows, Office, Friends, and Seinfeld. That's it. Those are the only wow. reruns I'll watch because there's so much new shit now that if I don't watch that, I'll, I'll lose track and f- fall behind. Right. I, there is a lot of things I will watch again, especially from my childhood that I went, oh my God, I forgot about this. Okay. Um, there are certain movies that I feel like have gotten funnier the more I've watched them. Oh, really? I'm the opposite. Uh, I would say The Three Amigos. Really? Yes, because I watched it when I was a kid. Yeah, so did I, mind you. And you really miss the other adult things and the, the, uh... the lunacy of everything. And now it's to the point where, you know, every line is funny to me because it is so ridiculous. Right, right. Uh, Rocco's Modern Life, I feel, deserves an adult viewing. Oh, wow. Um, because there's a lot in there you perhaps missed. Okay. Same thing with The Muppet Show and, like, older Sesame Street. There's probably a lot you missed. All right, all right. Um, as a child. Right. Uh, and I know that doing Splat a lot and doing other kids' TV where I make adult jokes mm-hmm. and I go, well, you know, they're not going to get it now. But should they decide to watch this 20 years from now, perhaps they will understand that's true too it's nice it's fun for the whole family no of course and that's why like pixar and those type of studios do it so well because they know that parents are going to take their kids to watch it so might as well incorporate that little bit of adult entertainment so then they're not falling asleep and they want to see with the next one as well right absolutely no i'm totally on board with that type of stuff so okay now that we're talking about tv shows and stuff i gotta ask you man what's what's the obsession with like the 70s and 80s tv shows and actors and references like, what's um, up, man? That they were better. <laughs> that they were more, it seemed to be more exciting and more, not even exciting, interesting. Okay. I'll give you an example. Please like do. Don Knotts. Okay. What a uniquely distinct human being. Odd looking, odd sounding. Just like people like that just seem to not exist anymore. I feel like That's the world true. has gotten less interesting uh and those people are like to me like we should have just stopped making tv in like the 80s i would have been okay if we were just like uh, we did it like really well like let's just keep 
And there's also people like, what was I watching last night? Uh, just Jerry Lewis clips. And I was like, oh, wow. oh, like, this will never happen again. Right. Uh, someone like this who can, like, dominate, like, TV and live shows and have basically his own movie studio where he's writing and directing the movies that he was in and they are, like, mm-hmm. consistently huge blockbusters. Like, not only do those people not exist, but the that world does not exist anymore. Right. Like, you're not able to do that anymore, even if you were talented. Yep. Uh, now you, you know, put it on YouTube and hope enough people watch it that you can perhaps apply to monetize it. Yeah. <sighs> That's hard. It's totally different. Yeah. Very hard. And they also seem to be, like, I don't know, cooler people. <laughs> like people like people where I was like I would want to hang out with those people I look at the people around me now I mean look I, I, I don't want to hang out with David Arquette <laughs> touche <You know? laughs> but no yeah. I'm, I'm the same way but I'm... his father who is an actor his grandfather right. who is an actor I'm like yeah. oh okay now we're getting something these people have done something I don't want to hear about whatever the episode of Friends you did <laughs> that's right he was on Friends as well I forgot yeah <laughs> He was the spineless creep that was. Uh, yeah, what a stretch. Tracking of Phoebe all around town. <laughs> yeah, what a shock that he would be the spineless creep. Oh my! Okay, let's go back to coffee since you touched it. Coffee in your underwear on yes. Facebook. How did all this come about? Please explain how. Uh, what was? Uh, I tweeted it as a joke. Okay. And then, speaking of House of Hardcore. Tommy Dreamer messaged me and said, you might as well do it. Like, enough people are doing stupider shit. Right. And I was like, all right, that kind of makes sense. And then I did it once, and then I was like, all right, am I going to do this? And I've done it for more than a year. I think it was wow. a year in February. So there's more than 52 episodes or whatever of this right. ridiculous and it's nice to talk to people on Sunday morning. It's something I like to do on Sunday mornings, okay. regardless if there's a camera there. I right. like having a, a coffee and talking about nothing and kind of like wasting my day in that kind of manner. Um, so I'm happy to be able to waste it with other people at the same time. So do you answer questions? And then we talk about things. I answer questions. Okay. People comment. I ask them oh, questions. I, so it's I interactive. learned a lot a couple of weeks ago about the Bosnian War. Oh, wow. I said it as a joke, and then I said, you know, I know absolutely nothing about the Bosnian War. Can right. someone look it up for me? And then people were sending in Bosnian War facts, and I learned oh, wow. so much. Um, stuff like that. And, of course, I learn about a lot of different coffee. And people are bringing me coffee and sending me stuff, which oh, is that's cool. incredibly nice of them. And I've learned different ways to, to make coffee. I do it in the French press, or I have right. the pour over, or, you know, if we're having a cold brew or something, I certainly will not be using a, a curing, oh, I'll tell you that much. Man. It's time um, efficient, that's why. And I've learned about... A what? I said it's time efficient, that's why I use it. <laughs> but if I had a preference, I would use a French press. I do enjoy a good French press. Yes, it's delightful. You can really put your own spin on it you can really taste someone's personality when they make you a nice french press 
the uh, actually I have a French press story. Tell you the truth, um, I was in South America. Oh. I was in South America with my wife visiting her parents because they're they're like the snowbirds. They spend half the summer up here and then they go down there for the winter, right? So we were there visiting them one year, and um, I hate instant coffee. That's one thing I cannot have. I'm sorry. Like I'll I could have Keurig and espresso and all that stuff, but I cannot do instant coffee anymore. So and no. and my mother-in-law knows this, so she has a French press and she knows how to use it. So she would make me a French press every morning uh, uh, for breakfast, right? But then there was one morning, and it's a nice chill area we were in, like the, the, the house that they own. They have like an open area outside with hammocks and everything. So I was out there reading my book at the time because I was on vacation, so I'm just relaxing. Or listening to a podcast, one or the other, because that's really the only two things I do on my free spare time anymore. But I was out there, and then all of a sudden, me and my wife hear an explosion. We're like, what the fuck was that? And we hear my mother-in-law like do a little yelp. And I'm like, oh, no. We run inside. She comes out. She's like, the French press just exploded. I was like, what the fuck? So has anything ever happened like that to you? Yes. And it happened when I was making coffee. I had my grandmother on the show. Oh. And we had my laptop on like a, a very expensive footstool okay. she had. And so what happens is you, it, that's usually when you fill it with too much water. Oh, okay. Um, and if you go to press it down quickly it'll do like a vacuum seal and the lid and the coffee will come all just shooting out the top oh wow um and it squirts very you know very far very fast and it yeah. went all over this footstool thing and it was uh quite embarrassing uh so you have to be careful you have to give it it's not too much water and you also have to give it a little time to settle and you can't you know it's not a plunger See, that's my thing. That's my rule of thumb. If 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 you're making something that could potentially kill you in the process of you making it, I'm out. I'm sorry. I'm out. I can't right. do it. <laughs> Understood. I, that's why I leave most of the cooking towards my wife now. Screw that. I'm done. Yes. You, you stick to the ice cream. <laughs> exactly. Mind you, I nah, I probably forgot how to make ice cream by now. It's been so many years now. Really- I think you should I think you should get back in the kitchen for your wife for your anniversary or something and make her a little sorbet or something. Well, I used to make her uh, uh, ice cream cakes for her birthday and surprise her every so often with that. But not anymore? Your marriage is on the rocks now? No, now it's too good that I don't need to do it. Maybe back then it, it was on the... Right. Or, or maybe it was too early in the relationship. I was still trying to impress her. Now that I have her for so long and I know she's not going anywhere, who cares? Right. I understand. <laughs> she's had enough ice cream and now it's time to just level off. <laughs> exactly. Okay, there's another thing I really want to touch on that yes. interested me that I saw doing my research on you since I'm such a great uh, podcaster that I am. I noticed a movie that you acted in. Oh, God. I'm sure you already know where this is leading to. To me... No, because there's a handful of them that are equally weird. So okay. To me, this is the best worst movie I've ever seen in my life. The one that you starred in, Monster Brawl. Oh, yes. That was, I guess, the first movie I did. And, uh, yeah, it's very weird. I would... Uh, if you partaking drugs, I would suggest you do that first before watching. Which I did. Um, amazing. Uh, <laughs> I I actually started filming that at the same time that I started filming the first season of Splatterlot. So it was oh, a very wow. weird time. I would go do that, right, and then go do Splatterlot, and then okay. wrestle on the weekend. So my life was very weird. Um, 
yes, I played the Wolfman and yep. I played the Mummy. Yes. So I really uh, Eddie Murphyed the shit out of that thing. Um, it's very weird. It's so weird. It's monsters wrestling, and that's pretty much what it is. Um, yet I have some lovely friends in that movie, and uh, you know, it's when I met Kevin Nash, who yep. was a wonderful person. Uh, Robert Maillet, uh used to wrestle as Kurgan. He played Frankenstein. Yep, Kurgan. And um, my friend uh, Courtney Rush is in it, who is Rosemary in Impact Wrestling. Yep. And um, Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall. So I certainly could not say no to that. Hey, hold on, though. I don't know how you yes. left off these two. You left off... I don't know how you left these guys off, because they were in your era of watching movies, I guess. The yes. being voiced by Lance Henriksen from Aliens, who played yes. Bishop. That's huge. I'm so I'm a huge Aliens well, fan. I have, unfortunately, you know, never got to meet him. Oh, so he did it afterwards. After. And what uh, about Art yes, Hendel? Uh, is the other one? Yes, Art Hendel, who is in um, Porky's Black Porky's and Black Christmas. Oh, I didn't even know he was in Black Christmas. I just remember him from yeah. Porky's. Yes, and uh, he had a very limp handshake. That's all I will say about him. Um, okay. <laughs> also, Jimmy Hart. Yes. In it, adorable. And Herb, Herb Dean. Dean. That's right. Which is like, you know, I mean, how many movies have Herb Dean in it? I don't think probably one, which is this one. <laughs> I feel, actually, I feel like there's others. I feel like his IMDb is like longer than mine of like weird appearances. But you know what? He actually had an acting role in it. He had lines. I don't think in his other movies, he just plays maybe the ref in like an MMA movie in the background and they don't give him like a credit maybe. Right. Um, so yeah, that movie was just very weird and very, very fun to do. Uh, other than wearing the mummy makeup because I was like two seconds away from an anxiety attack because you can't take it off. That's right. Um, and it was one of those things where it would take so long to, uh, to go to the bathroom right. to get your you know get your unmentionables out of the contraption. Of course, that you couldn't. I couldn't drink that much because the more I drank, the more I'd want to pee. Right. Um. So I had to be comfortable wrestling dehydrated. Uh. Yeah, it was the whole thing was just terribly weird. And I remember that the mummy was a full face prosthetic, and I remember. What? When we finally took it off, yeah. I remember lying in bed that night and tripping out because it's my face still felt like I had the mask on. Oh my god. The only so way I had to keep touching my face. The only way I could describe this movie is it's like Mortal Kombat meets UFC meets pro wrestling on crack. Is that fair to say? Yes, it's something <laughs> it's an idea for a movie that you thought of as a kid. You know what? That's then, so true. And then realized, oh yeah, I can't make this. So because there are so many wrestlers, did you guys come up with the so-called choreography or was it whoever wrote it and was a part of it? We, Yeah, we figured out the wrestling and really what was possible mm. um, in terms of... Because of the costumes. Some of, them, some of the people also were not wrestlers. Like, I don't think the Cyclops guy was a wrestler. So there's oh. only so much that you know. We had a stunt coordinator who would right. figure out the best ways to do it for the camera, but in terms of, of coming up with the matches, mm -hmm. um, it was a lot of our, our own stuff. And obviously, you know, special effects and big stunts were written in and planned, but the stuff in between was kind of up to us to figure out. 
No, that's awesome. Like, again, with all the makeup and all the prosthetics, like you said, and the wardrobes, you guys were limited to what you could do in the ring. And even because I'm sorry, I laughed out loud when you were cutting the promo as the werewolf because you could so tell you couldn't speak properly and you were trying to be articulate because obviously when you're doing a promo, you need to pronounce the words properly. That it was more coming out like, I'm, I'm sorry to say that you were a bit slow than than you were a werewolf. So I couldn't stop laughing. Yes. Yeah, no, I had these giant teeth in my mouth. <laughs> there's only so many words. That's why, you know, most werewolves just howl. They would like to speak, but there's only so much they can say. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Okay, well, what about the comedy? How did this all come about? Uh, well, I've always done comedy and improv stuff. And then when I was younger, and then through wrestling, I ended up, meeting uh nug are you familiar with nug oh yeah of course yeah actually he was on the same show that night that i saw you at comedy bar yes okay and then he's a huge wrestling fan uh so yep. we became friends and then we kind of did a odd kind of job swap where i got more into comedy and he got more into uh wrestling and oh, he, nice. he hosts uh aftermath on Sportsnet, which That's is right. after Raw right. and SmackDown, yeah. and he manages wrestlers too now, which is just so weird. Um, and then, of course, yeah, I do comedy shows. I do more and more shows at like you know Comedy Bar, right. Bad Dog, um, places like that. I got to open up for Mick Foley when he did his one man show. There you go. So it's it's eerily similar uh, wrestling and comedy. The only difference is like with. Wrestling, the punchline is always violence. Right. You know, uh, it always results in someone getting hit. No matter what you do. Yeah. In in comedy, there's at least some different endings. That's true. Um, But, yeah, it's a lot of, uh, (laughs) it's a lot of fun. And there's also very, you know, I look at them the same. I don't really notice that much of a difference. And you know what? It's true because, again, when I saw you, I, I I've never seen you do stand-up before. Well, so-called stand-up because it was more improv-type stuff that was going on when I watched you. But I never saw you perform that side of you. I've only seen you wrestle, right? And right. So to see you up there, it was almost as if you went into pure... Like I told my wife, I'm like, look, you went into wrestling mode. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, he just turned it... Like I saw the, the switch when it was your turn. Like, Because I'd noticed you in the background, like not really pacing, but you're there, like the thoughts going through your mind. Like I guess maybe you're thinking of what to say next if you were called up or whatnot. But then as soon as I saw you step forward, I saw like that thing snap in your head where you just went into performance mode. And I'm like, so that's how they do it. It's like performing is performing. Yeah, I think you just just you know, shut one part off and sh- turn another part on and you just go with it. I mean, comedy is a little bit different because uh, you'd want to not get booed, perhaps. Of course, right. Um, although, sense. that's not true. Sometimes I do want to get booed and I enjoy it. <laughs> uh, but in wrestling, that's that's a little more of my focus. So, so it's, a, it's a lot to... to um, it's a, there's a lot of going with the flow for both. So you just have to just shut it off and, and let it come, as they say. No, and again, like I said, you, I see it and it helps you so much. Like I, I think we even talked about it the night we talked at the comedy bar where I said there's so much in common where you could practice, you could even practice your, your promos on stage by doing something, by being a healer, by being a good guy, like you said, and see if something works. Because if someone boos you off comedy, then you know they're going to boo you in wrestling, right? Oh, absolutely. And if I can, if you can handle being 
booed in comedy. You can right. certainly handle it in, in wrestling. No, that totally makes sense. All right, so I have to ask, since it's around the corner, are you looking forward to WrestleMania this year? Um, yes, yeah. I mean, I always look forward to it. Uh, the thing I'm most excited for, uh, I'm doing a show in Detroit at Clash Wrestling, and okay. then the next day I'm doing a show in Detroit, again, called Old Wrestling. Nice. And the premise is that it's a wrestling show from the early 1900s. Oh, wow. Um, and I'm wrestling Matt Cross, Beautiful. Who, uh, you're familiar with. He was on Lucha Underground and all those kind of things. And yep. he was on All In and whatever. Yep. And uh, he was on Smash to too. To me, that is that is my WrestleMania. It's oh, a wow. show where everyone thinks it's the 1900s. Um, Suits it you. does not get any more ridiculous than that. <laughs> and do you play a different persona, or do you go in there as your regular RJ City? Yes and no. I've modified it. My name is RJ Metropolis. <laughs> of course. And I am a silent film star. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I'm. It is a blessing to be able to tap into my roots in that way. <laughs> that's fantastic. The the other thing I want to bring up about WrestleMania was that Instagram post that you put out there about how every day is WrestleMania. Yes, that is yeah, so I, hilarious. Thank you. Well, and then in that case, happy WrestleMania to you. <laughs> Thank you, and happy WrestleMania back to you, too. Oh, that's very sweet of you, and I, I look forward to saying the same thing tomorrow. It's just the intensity on the post. Like, again, to get in that mindset, and I'm assuming you were by yourself, there was no one in the room with you when you filmed that? Yes, yes. How do you get in that mindset to just, again, I'm assuming you went from zero to a hundred, but... In, well, I mean, you you must have seen those kind of people on YouTube and on Instagram uh, putting up their, honestly, their motivational bullshit. Oh, that's and true, And it's the same vague-ass language. They're just selling it to you really, really hard. So for the first second, you think, oh, my God, this guy has the secret to the universe. And then, you you know, if you wrote down what he said, you'd be like, well, there's, there's nothing here. Um. Those people amuse me and fill me with rage mm. um, because I feel like people believe and regurgitate their bullshit thinking right. that there's something there and then they get frustrated when there's not. Yeah. Um, so if I'm able to expose that in my own special way, <laughs> um, it's it's joyful. I, I, I do less creating and more regurgitating and being like, look, I'm just repeating all the shit I saw just right. with a slightly different tone and you're able to see how fake it is. <laughs> um, having said that, now that I've done that, like at Greek town, I had like five people say, Hey man, happy WrestleMania. And I was see like, that. Oh my God, what did I start? Maybe, maybe my, all my work has been misunderstood. <laughs> or this is cause again, you never know when the big break is and what ideas, the ones that break through, maybe this is just another thing to make more t-shirts for you. Happy WrestleMania. Yes. Or, you know, maybe a hospital will see my video and say, hey, he should be over here saving the lives of children. <laughs> of you course. never know where it goes. If you had a choice to have like a themed restaurant of any type. Oh, I, I, this is a stupid question. I, I, I know what That's you're going to say. That's a great question. That oh, is it is? Great, okay. I was just researching 
uh, failed celebrity restaurants. Are you serious? Uh, which okay. is hilarious. Yes. I didn't even know that Johnny Carson had a restaurant. Neither did I. And it was called Here's Johnny, which is like oh, wow. amazing. It is, if you um, think about it. And I remember that, you know, Planet Hollywood and shit like that. Right. Um, if so, so what is the question? If I had a theme restaurant, what would I like? What would the theme be? I guess anything you want. It could be genre. It could be something like. It could be like wrestling related, music related, video game related, movie, whatever you want. The person related. I don't care. What what, what would you choose? I will. I feel like I will be thinking of this for for hours. So I will just <laughs> share the one thing I would have, regardless okay. of what it is. Sure. You know, like the bowl of mints at the entrance. Oh God! Yes, I'm scared. I would make sure that it's it is gum. Oh, so what a a gum themed restaurant for now, I guess. No, it wouldn't be gum themed. It would just be whatever I whatever kind of restaurant it is. If it's okay, seafood, okay. if it's Chinese, whatever. Right, right. They will have gum instead of mints when you leave. I feel like gum is much more satisfying. I don't have any mints patience. I chew it too quickly, and I I, I ruin the entire experience. Uh, so I would ensure that there is some. That we're handing out gum uh, when our patrons get the bill. Now, what type of gum? What if they give you minty gum? Well, it should be minty gum. It, oh, sh- it okay. should be mint, a peppermint or a spearmint, that kind of thing. I think bubble gum is, is <laughs> too much of a flavor for like right after a steak. Um, I think standard mint at the start, and we'll you know we'll go from there. Okay, you know what? That's that's a start. I I don't mind that either because I'm not a big fan of the mint. I'm again, I'm not a minty type of guy. Like going back to the ice cream, like. Mint chocolate chip, I fucking can't stand. Every time I needed to make that, I fucking hated it. Because the mint. See, I like mint flavor. I just don't like a mint. Oh. Like that, the whole candy process. The okay. hard candy. I'm not crazy about it. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I don't know if you heard about this being from Toronto. Did you hear they're going to open a Garfield themed restaurant? Yes, and I, I don't understand. I mean, is it just, I assume, lasagna? Well, I would hope so, and not like cat food or something. Like, what else does Garfield no. eat other than lasagna? Did he eat pizza too? I think, if I'm not mistaken. I guess. Do you remember? Obviously, know. you've you've lived in Toronto your whole life, right? Which, yeah. Do you ever remember? Here's my okay. Here's the restaurant I would bring back. Okay. Do you remember a restaurant called the Organ Grinder? What the no? Okay, so it was this restaurant, and it had this giant, you know, pipe organ. Okay. And they had, you know, every hour or half hour, whatever the hell it was, they had this guy who would play it and do like a little show and take requests and uh-huh. all that kind of shit. And I guess it was for kids and families. And I distinctly remember going for, it's not my birthday, it was my brother's birthday or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would bring back the organ grinder. That's exactly what I would do. Ew. I don't know. Yeah. I never heard of it. Yeah, but I mean, think about it. If you love food, you're going to love food with a giant organ next to you. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah, and then on the way out, you'll get some gum and everybody's happy. You see, it all ties together. <laughs> all right, I like to end the show usually with the Dumb Laws game. Would you like to take a shot at this? Okay, yes. So two of them are fake and one is actually real. All right. right, okay. So the first set. In Pennsylvania, it is illegal to smoke a cigar while engaging in sexual intercourse. Ooh. I I mean, I would like to institute that one, but go ahead. In Illinois, it is illegal to hang any object from the rearview mirror. Or in Michigan, it is illegal to throw an empty bottle at a tree. 
I would go with uh, Michigan. No, you could do that in Michigan. Oh, wow. That's what a horrible state that is. <laughs> you would think, but no. Doing my research, I've come a lot of horrible states. The correct one is the Illinois one. You can't hang any object, including fuzzy dice, nothing, from your rearview mirror. Fascinating. Right? That's weird. Wow. That's their concern? Doesn't it have, like, the highest crime rate? Can we put the focus back on the murders and the shooting? Well, these are easy fixes to, uh, to solve, right? I guess. I don't know. Right. Yes, of course. <laughs> All right. Second group. Let's see if you could get this one. In South Carolina, it is illegal to urinate into your neighbor's mouth. Okay. In West Virginia, it is illegal to whistle underwater. Ooh. Or in Kentucky, it is illegal to drink beer out of a bucket. Oh, I would say Kentucky. <laughs> no. <sighs> uh, the other two are so not very plausible. I know. And maybe that's why they enforced this, because people kept trying it over and over again. <laughs> Is it the urine? No, you could do that. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, then, you know, I should move. Um, <laughs> I guess you can't whistle because you would probably choke. And maybe that's what was going on in West Virginia. Maybe people were daring other people to whistle underwater, and a lot of people kept dying where they had to enforce the law. <laughs> Wow. I, you know, I've been to West Virginia and they look like they, some of those people have had uh, whistling underwater accidents. <laughs> oh, man, I've never been anywhere. Well, no, the most south I've ever been is Las Vegas, but that doesn't count as being south, I guess. No, Las Vegas isn't real. It's not a real place. No, it's like it's, going to Walmart. It, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Let's see if you at least could get one of these. Here's the okay. last set. In Missouri, it is illegal for a priest to tell jokes and or humorous stories. Ooh. In Montana, it is illegal to flirt with a family member in public. Or in Wisconsin, it is illegal to serve apple pie at a restaurant without cheese. I have to go with flirting with a family member in public. <sighs> No. Oh, if you're I into that really shit, move to point. Montana. If you want to be flirting with your Obviously. cousins, you could do it in Montana. That's totally legal over there. <laughs> it would have Is to it be. The priest? No, it's the Wisconsin, believe oh. it or not. What? So uh, I guess that makes sense. They are big cheese people. Well, I guess you could look at it as an apple pie cheesecake. Makes sense. Oh, no, it doesn't. It does not make sense. What That's do you mean? not stop mixing things. Either be apple pie or be cheesecake. <laughs> That's terrible. I guess they're so heavy into their cheese industry that they force it upon other dishes. Well, it has to be like or like like you said to support the local industry, right? To keep them going, just in yeah, case. Yeah, but what horrible Gestapo restaurant tactics that is! Oh yeah, my! Imagine. I know, right? being an apple pie baker and now you got to deal with all these cheese people in wisconsin <laughs> well don't order apple pie at a restaurant then problem solved i guess not right i guess pumpkin pie you can have by itself oh do you i like know nobody's okay. having pumpkin pie anyway that's the least of yeah i was gonna say uh, I, I hope not that you're a pumpkin pie eater please no cheese or no cheese you're not gonna be enjoying pumpkin pie no that's true well uh, and well i'm sorry i feel horrible now why well, that I lost all... Uh, for some reason, I thought, oh, this is a talent I have. 
I thought I'm going to be really good and impress a lot of people with this, these three rounds of questions. Don't feel bad. Not a lot of people get any of them right. N- never mind yeah. going perfect. So don't worry. Well, thank you for humbling me intellectually. <laughs> or, no wonder he's not saving kids' lives. He couldn't even get past the dumb laws game. Yeah, but you see, maybe if you answered them correctly, you'd be on the same level as dumb people. And it's not so necess- right now you're actually right. smarter than a dumb person. See? Yeah, maybe it's like one of those pictures where like if your IQ is too high, you can't see what the picture is. Exactly. I understand. Exactly. Well, I, feel li- I feel a little better now. <laughs> there you go. I-, I like to leave my guests on a high note. <laughs> Thank you. So this is your time to plug your shit, where you're going to be at, what you're doing, what you're up to, where, where people and can I'm follow not, you. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to suggest people are uh, technologically savvy enough that they can just type in my name. Thank uh, you. Find what they like and follow it. And if they don't like stuff, don't follow it. Or message me privately and tell me, hey, I did not enjoy that very much. Please stop doing it and I'll take it under consideration. Um, So I'm turning it back to your dear listeners. You know what? I love it. I wish more people would do that because then it would stop from me doing this as well at the end. Because it's so true. Like Even when I listen to other shows and they're plugging their shit, it's like if I like you and I follow you, I know what's going on in your so-called world. I'm not sitting... You know, by the computer or whatever, with a fucking pen and pencil. I know. Uh, ready to take down your Twitter. If I really like you, I will type in your name and I will make the effort and do the work. And I hope people will do that for me only if they're interested. If not, I hope they make no effort at all. There you go. And it goes for yeah. my way too. But unfortunately, I got to do what I got to do because I got sponsors as well. So for myself, everyone could follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Finger Styles, follow the podcast, the podcast app, email us your suggestions thoughts emails questions hopefully you have a pen beside you and you're not not like rj so write this down the podcast dap at gmail.com send all your like i said anything you want to say to me send it there it's probably the best way to get a hold of me the quickest way if you want a response back i usually don't check dms unless you're going to be on the show so it is what it is what can you do obviously listen to the show rate follow review very important please do those things that's what really matters it's very I'm very humbled and thank you all for subscribing and listening, but please rate and review. Like I said, that helps a lot. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and go to podbros.com and obviously support the sponsors. Like I said, go to cbdblackbeltproducts.com, use promo code THEPODCAST25. Go to poppyapparel.com, use promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D. We're all and good. they have clothing for women of all shapes and sizes. They do. They do not discriminate. No, I think that's fin- And to be honest, if I want to look and if I want to buy something, they're not going to stop me either. And you know what? I've said it in the past. If men are into cross-dressing or if anyone is non-binary or whatever the proper terminology is, because I don't want to offend anyone nowadays, go on there and buy yourself something nice as well. Not even. I don't have to be. Sometimes I wear uh, women's t-shirts because they're a lot softer. Please don't. And they make them much softer. So, do, so you, do you wear uh, women? Maybe I will have a little browse and I might treat myself to some apparel. Do you also wear women's underwear because it's so called softer as well? I'll tell you something. Sometimes uh, underwear can be too soft and it's oh. very distracting. Oh. You know, I don't want to be wearing silk boxes and I go for a jog and then I start feeling all weird. <laughs> Next thing you know, you get addicted to jogging and you don't even know why. Right. (laughs) Well, on that note, he's RJ. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace.